and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. If you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you'll know from our postings that we were in Orlando, Florida last week for the annual IPW Travel Conference hosted by the U.S. Travel Association and Brand USA. And a fabulous time we had, too. Around 4,600 delegates took part, including 700 travel journalists from all over the world. It's a chance for the host city, such as Orlando, to showcase some of the attractions they have to offer. Plus, it's also a chance for other U.S. U.S. travel destinations to meet with international media to show what they have to offer tourists and visitors. So our wonderful hosts from Visit Orlando had the usual media brunch, followed by a number of different media tours. The one we took part in was a tour of Disney World, where they're celebrating their 50th anniversary, by the way, which included a meeting and photo with the one and only Mickey Mouse, of course, and a tour through Star Wars Galaxy Edge. That was just a few of the highlights that was part of our tour. We also got to experience the Rise of the Resistance, which is part of Star Wars Galaxy Edge, where your transport ship gets captured by a First Order Star Destroyer filled with legions of stormtroopers. It's really cool, actually. Fortunately for you, though, a team of resistant fighters comes and saves the day and gives you a chance to escape. It really, really is a lot of fun. And if that's the only experience you take in at Disney World, it is well worth it. We went back to Disney World and got to enjoy Epcot, which right now is hosting the International Flower and Garden Festival. So the place was full of thousands, literally thousands of colorful flowers everywhere. It's really quite spectacular. We also got to experience downtown Orlando on one of the evenings where downtown Orlando offered up a variety of entertainment, which is also a cool idea to spend a day just seeing a different part of Orlando. And to wrap up the conference last Wednesday, Universal Orlando invited all of the delegates to a private function at Universal Islands of Adventure. It was the first time ever that Universal closed a part of the park for a private gathering, so we had the Islands of Adventure all to ourselves, and we were really quite spoiled, actually. It was there where we enjoyed Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, Skull Island and the Reign of Kong, plus the amazing adventures of Spider-Man. All of them were so much fun, and the folks at Universal Orlando really did an amazing job hosting us. Now, they did have the new Jurassic World Velocicoaster as well, but it looked a little too daunting for me. I like roller coasters, but uh, this one was for those seasoned roller coaster veterans, if you know what I mean. So I could go on talking about uh, all the other amazing things that we did, but those were a few of the highlights of our adventure in Orlando. All in all, it was a super fun time, and while we were there, I did get around to a few conversations, which we will share with you in the show. One is with the folks from Universal Orlando, where we were talking about the new attractions they have and some tips visiting there. Where we stayed was at the Hyatt Regency Orlando, by the way, which is only about a 10-minute drive to Universal and about a 20-minute drive to Disney World. It's a fabulous hotel, so we'll also share our conversation with Sherry Swan, the Director of Sales for the Hyatt Regency Orlando. But to start our show, we're going to play a conversation we had with Amy Rose. She is the Public Relations Senior Manager with Visit Orlando. Their website is visitorlando.com. And here's part one now. Let's talk about all things Orlando. I know when uh, people sort of uh, think of Orlando, 
and you probably get this all the time, they think of the theme parks, like Disney, Universal, Legoland. Um, let's focus a little bit outside of Orlando, not outside the area of Orlando, but outside of the, the theme parks that other people, like you, you can see and do, because there is so much. There I don't know if so we're going to have time. <laughs> so much. I know. How much time do you have, Randy? Um, I mean, Orlando is the theme park capital of the world. Of course, we're well known for having the seven of the top theme parks, but many visitors don't realize that there's a lot going on outside the parks. And um, I'd love to chat with you about some of those. So for visitors that really want to get a true sense of Florida mm -hmm. and nature, there are things to do in Orlando outside of the, the tourism mecca. So we have airboat rides where you'll actually get to see bald eagles, alligators in a natural habitat as you're skimming the surface. A lot of people haven't done an airboat before. You skim the surface of the water. That's the boats with a big fan. The big and fan. The, you have yeah. like your, he your headphones because it's like a loud <laughs> fan. But it's great for um, families and people of all ages. I mean, you can come with families. You can come, um, you know, as couples without kids. We see so many adults come to Orlando without children. And these types of activities especially I mm. feel like would appeal to them we have thrilling adventures like zip lining over alligators at Gatorland and then we also have hang gliding experiences at a place called Wallaby Ranch and it's an aerotow hang glider so an airplane actually takes you up in the sky and then you clip the cord between the airplane and then your hang glider hangs flies Seriously? down to the bottom and it's it's there's a guide with you He's, yeah you know, doing all the work thank so you, you. That, it's really literally a bird's eye view of orlando you can get with things like that we have hot air balloon rides where you'll you'll see the theme parks from a different perspective but you'll also see all of the trees in orlando because there is a lot of forest there's and, a lot of greenery yeah and yeah. you know real and lakes too mm -hmm. there's a lot of water so people love to rent boats. We have a crystal clear springs where you can kayak in a clear bottom kayak. So you're literally kayaking and looking through your boat and seeing the water. Wow. Um, and that is probably one of my favorite activities because it just feels so unbelievable like that you're doing this in Orlando like yesterday I was at Disney today yeah I'm literally kayaking down a crystal clear spring surrounded by tropical trees <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's myriad opportunities for adventure lovers whether they want a calm hike in the woods mm -hmm. or they want a crazy treetop uh, zip lining adventure. Yeah. So you can do it all, really. I mean, if, um, you know, a lot of people come here and we're not knocking the theme parks, believe me, because it's lots of fun. Yes. Um, so, but they can get a little bit more than just going to Disney or Universal or some things like that. Like a Absolutely. lot more, it sounds like. And you know, we take people to see Orlando like a local. You know, I live in Orlando. Yeah, and yeah. People ask me, well, what do you do for fun? And we have these wonderful neighborhoods in downtown Orlando that are really home to some of the best independent restaurants with wonderful chefs. We have a beautiful lake downtown called Lake Eola. It's mm -hmm. our signature um, signature icon and you can rent a swan paddle boat and actually paddle <laughs> around the lake. It's very beautiful. You can have a picnic on the shore um, and we're also home to um, 
a science center. The mm -hmm. Orlando Science Center is amazing for families. They have a whole kids area. So I know as a mom myself, I appreciate the fact that kids are having a blast, but also learning. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of fun to trick your kids into learning that way. But <laughs> I think um, places like the Orlando Science Center too um, are nice because they don't cost that much. So for families on a budget, we have a lot of attractions that are actually less than $25 a person. Mm -hmm. So I know people are really interested in that side too, because obviously things um, can get pricey when you're in the theme parks. But um, another attraction that's super fun is called Wonderworks. Okay. Upside down building. Really? And you're actually exploring, it's another kind of secret learning attraction because you can do things like lie on a bed of nails or make a super bubble the size of a room basically um so you're going through and experiencing all these like science oh, learning experiments yeah. um and yeah it's it's very affordable too um another place that i always recommend checking out is called icon park and that's mm. really nice because there's a lot of attractions and restaurants in one area we were there so, last night oh wonderful yeah. so yeah you you have that firsthand experience too we have a observation wheel it's mm -hmm. actually called the wheel and you can see again another uh interesting view of the theme parks on a clear day you can see all the way out to kennedy space center really hey wow which is nice at nighttime you might even be able to check out um, some of the fireworks from one of those um, pods on the wheel they also have a new um attraction called museum of illusions I and that's that. like the ultimate like instagram spot that looks like it'd be fun so many fun things like where you know your kids are giants and you're the size of a <laughs> penny you know like I'm all these all these optical <laughs> illusions that you come out with these really fun photos like where your head you know there's like your head is floating from your body and um yeah so that that's another one there and they, there's also a madame tussauds which is very mm -hmm. popular and sea life aquarium mm -hmm. which is great for little ones too um they actually have a special toddler time one day a week as well that's a special experience so no matter if you're coming with you know, your toddler, your baby, or your teenager, there's something for everyone. And there's a little train that runs through there, too. My kids, all love, kids the love the train. That. <laughs> like, that's literally their favorite thing. You can take a tour of Icon Park from the train. <laughs> um, you mentioned downtown. Uh, that's another attraction that people kind of forget about. Do they, yeah. do they not? There's some amazing little streets. One is called Ivanhoe Village, mm -hmm. and it's home to all of these antique stores, which again, people don't expect with Orlando. There's this really unique shopping experience you can have. Um, there's some great bars and restaurants on the water, so you can sip a cocktail, look at the lake. In fact, there's a lake um, called Lake Ivanhoe, and they also offer paddleboard experiences. Nice. So one of the fun things about going to the local neighborhoods is you can make a day out of it. So it's not just, I'm driving here to have dinner and I'm coming back. It's like, I'm going paddle boarding, I'm gonna do some shopping, I'm going to have dinner at this lovely independent restaurant. Um, and you can even, downtown has amazing bars and nightlife for those that are you know, really into going out and having a good time. We have these really cute speakeasies, there's live music, there's dancing. So whatever kind of your vibe is, it's yeah. like a true thriving city. Uh, we're chatting with Amy Rodenbrock. She's the public relations senior manager for Visit Orlando. By the way, the, there's a, a blog on your website, the 20, 25 things to do under $25. That's right. So there's lots of information on your website, visitorlando.com. Uh, obviously, there's things going on at the theme parks. Uh, you want to name a couple of new things that are going on there? 
Absolutely. So Peppa Pig fans will be thrilled to discover that the world's first Peppa Pig theme park is now open in Central Florida. And it's right next to Legoland. So it's kind of a two for one. You can do Legoland, you can do Peppa Pig theme park. It's perfect for kids like ages two to six which I have two of those children in that mm -hmm. graphic, so I can speak from it personally. Um, but it's such a fun park. Um, and the exciting, exciting thing about Orlando is there's always something new. Um, every year the theme parks are opening new attractions, and I think you got to experience, um, or you may have gotten to experience Guardians of the Galaxy mm -hmm. at Disney yep. and uh, Remy's Ratatouille. So they're always evolving and bringing in the latest technology, which is amazing. I think, I, I know, Guardians, really, there's nothing in the world I think that could compare to that. It's just such a unique, fun roller coaster experience. And then there's two other new roller coasters mm -hmm. that have opened in the destination. So Universal has Velocicoaster, okay. which is based on the Jurassic Park, everybody yeah. loves. And then SeaWorld opened Icebreaker, and that's another record-breaking roller coaster. So oh, every time cool. they open something, it becomes the longest, fastest, you know? <laughs> like, they break their previous records. So for thrill-seekers, the coasters are definitely a checkout. And then for those with families that like the more mild experience, Peppa Pig theme park. There's lots of accommodation options too, right? Um, there's new hotels opening up all the time, and then of course you got the whole um, Airbnb, or VRBO type accommodations as well. So people can kind of pick and choose how they want to stay here, right? Yeah, the nice thing about Orlando is there are accommodations for every price point. So whether you are on a budget and want a you know hotel that offers breakfast and is very affordable, we have that. We have the villas and vacation homes, which are amazing for larger families or those that want their comforts of home because mm -hmm. there's a kitchen there's a lot of them have their own private pool or barbecue so those are a really great option as well um, and then there's some super unique hotel properties in fact there's one opening later this month called the et hotel okay. and it is going to be an alcohol free property so it's very kind of upscale on trend so that's also fun about orlando because mm -hmm. if you want something that's you know, a local boutique. You could stay in downtown Orlando or in Winter Park at a very unique property with like curated art collections and, you know, kind of the dining and nightlife scene. Mm -hmm. Or you can do the family friendly hotels. Um, all of the big resorts have amazing pools with water slides, lazy rivers. Some play music underwater while you're <laughs> swimming. So I think Orlando, you know, you really need to build in time to enjoy the pool. That's actually one of the insider tips I typically give um, is people don't allow enough time to just enjoy their resort because they're so amazing and over the top that. I was going to ask you about some planning tips, insiders. When's the best time to come? Yes. Uh, you know, it is a busy place. It seems like it's always busy. Absolutely. So it really is always busy. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely avoiding holidays is, mm -hmm. is recommended. But, um, I mean, there's things year-round going on. There's different events and festivals. There's food and wine festivals. There's Halloween and Christmas and holiday events. So it really depends on what you're looking for. Um, and then other tips I would give is if you're going to the theme parks, take a break in the afternoon, go back, take a nap, enjoy the pool because the parks are open long. They, um, get busy during the afternoon. So yeah. it, that's an insider tip. I'd also say book your tickets in advance and especially make park reservations in advance for those that need them, which is Walt Disney World Resort, you do need a reservation to get into the theme parks. Mm -hmm. So that's something people don't realize. Um, 
So that's definitely recommended. But also going to visitorlando.com because we have a whole deals and offers section. Oh, cool. So you can take advantage of discounted rates on hotels and tickets and... Um, yeah, and just get more information. Um, one other tip I would add is to join the Visit Orlando Plan Your Vacation Facebook group. Oh, um, cool. We actually run that group. We have people on our team answering questions. We have other you know, visitors that are answering questions, so it's a wonderful community. And then we also offer um, a personal planning service for your vacation free personal planning service through visitorlando.com you can chat with one of our vacation guides and they'll give you tips they'll help you plan so i know sometimes orlando can feel like an overwhelming trip to plan where do i start you know where should i go what should i do so we offer that service absolutely free for visitors as well and getting here uh, from canada is easier and easier all the time there's more flights coming uh, from different gateways as well yeah right? we are thrilled to always be working with our airline partners air canada westjet some of the other smaller airlines there's plenty of um, capacity to get into orlando and they also do a great um, job bundling things mm -hmm. i know you can get more bang for your buck when you're booking maybe your flights together with your theme park tickets in your hotels so definitely working through your your local tour operator or travel agent can help you save money too uh, I suppose we could go on and on and on because <laughs> there's lots to see and do and visit Orlando. You just have to go to the website. Yeah. And that's really cool. You can, you can get all the information and you can talk to uh, your team and, and find out more and more if you have any specific questions to your situation if you want to come right. Absolutely. It's a very unique service and it's, it's something that you know, you should take advantage of. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Amy Rodenbrock is the Public Relations Senior Manager with Visit Orlando. The website is visitorlando.com. It was so much fun chatting. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. So fun. So, as we mentioned, we were in Orlando, Florida last week for the annual IPW Travel Conference hosted by the U.S. Travel Association and Brand USA. And we stayed at the Hyatt Regency Orlando, which is only about a 10-minute drive to Universal and about 20 minutes to Disney World and right across the street from the Orlando Convention Center. It's a fabulous place to stay, a beautiful, huge pool that you can lounge beside. There's actually two pools. And that's where we met up with Sherry. Swan, the Director of Sales for the Hyatt Regency Orlando, to tell us more about the hotel. So here is that conversation now. Thanks for doing this, Sherry. It's so nice to meet you. Likewise. Thank you for being here. Tell me all about the uh, Hyatt Regency Orlando. When did it open up? And it's a beautiful hotel. Well, how much time do you have? Right yeah, now? right. Because I've been here for 27 <laughs> years and I have all the history on the oh property. Oh my gosh. Well, the give property, us the lowdown. The property actually opened in 1986 as a Peabody. It was called the Peabody Orlando and we had five beautiful mallard ducks that used to walk <laughs> through our lobby from their penthouse suite and they would swim in our, our duck fountain. And there was a lot of uh, history with that property. We were family owned, a great family out of Memphis, mm -hmm. um, built the hotel as the Peabody. And um, we were fortunate that Hyatt acquired us in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, I started here in 1995 as a little sales manager and now have worked my way up to director of sales. But um, we're fortunate to be a Hyatt hotel. 
Um, Hyatt came on in 2013, owned by Hyatt Hotels, mm -hmm. which is kind of unique yeah. in our portfolio of, of many, many properties. And um, we really have been a pioneer for this business district here in Orlando. For a lot of people that haven't been to Orlando, they perceive it as just a fun tourist, Walt Disney World, SeaWorld, Universal destination. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of uh, business that takes place here in the city. And this hotel was really um, iconic and very much a pioneer to develop International Drive area with the Orange County Convention Center to bring large meetings and conventions to our destination. I'm sure you've seen so many changes over the years, right? It's like the incredible. convention center is right across the street, it's been and that's new, right? Well, kind of. No, when, when this hotel was built, there was probably a hundred thousand square feet of space. Now there's two million. Uh, the second largest convention center in the country. Mm -hmm. um, but to your point, it, it's just an ever-changing and evolving destination. Yeah. Um, and that's why probably 60% of our groups are repeat business and our tourism is very high in repeat um, yeah. customers and guests yeah. because they can return year after year and have a completely different experience. Exactly. Um, who is your typical guest then? Is it more business related is it family on a vacation this type hotel the answer is very different today than it would have been pre-covid uh -huh. um, prior to 2020 i would say 92 percent of our business was the meeting attendee and the convention attendee and maybe his or her family that yeah. they were bringing to the meeting yeah since it was in orlando um and probably another 4% of our business was um, that meeting attendee booking around the group block. Yeah. So we were 100% meetings and conventions. Uh, during COVID, we had to pivot. And that word is so overused, but it's exactly <laughs> what this hotel did. Yeah. And um, based on our location, you know, we're one mile from SeaWorld, we're four miles from Universal Studios, and they're actually getting ready to develop their third theme park behind our hotel oh, nice. that'll open in 2024 um, and we're about 15 minutes from Disney we had to change our model and our business mix and we um, started marketing our hotel we always had beautiful luxury resort amenities yeah. but we started to market to that family that was coming to Disney or Universal and and wanted a luxury property here on International Drive within walking distance of great restaurants and shopping mm -hmm. at different price points yeah. um, to appeal to the traveler that was on a budget or the traveler that wanted to spend a little bit more. And now I would say our market mix is 70% meetings and events and we're about 30% leisure, which really helps the hotel on the weekends. Oh, I suppose, right? Mm -hmm. um, well, let's talk about some of the amenities. I. Our room overlooks the pool, yes. which looks massive. Cool. There's two. <laughs> okay, I don't know because I haven't checked it out yet. It's one of the things on my list to Good. do yet, but uh, yeah. The features of the hotel, um, first and foremost, it's it's the the level of service mm -hmm. because of the staff that's here, um, because of the longevity and the history of the hotel, and you know that we were a Peabody hotel with. Um, management that really took care of our associates. Hyatt retained a lot of our um, of our associates 
from 20, 30 years in the building. So you've got Todd, the door captain that stands on the front That's drive amazing. and remembers Randy's name and <laughs> his family and welcome back. and. That's the most important um, point of differentiation, I think, for this hotel. Yeah. As far as the features of the property, we're 1,641 guest rooms. That's 150 suites in the property, which is really nice, especially for our meetings where they have a board of directors that come in and they need 30 suites of the same room yeah. type. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have a beautiful Regency Club lounge, and that's um, available to our Regency Club guests that want that extra level of service and food and beverage experiences when they're here. We have two beautiful pools. You probably are overlooking the grotto pool, but we also have a terrace pool that's a little more quiet and serene. Okay. It's actually a almost Olympic length uh, swimming pool, so if you want to get your laps in during the day. <laughs> have a nice tennis court up on the recreation level. We've got six food and beverage outlets, and we're getting ready to convert um, Urban Tide, which is just below us, where we're sitting into another food and beverage venue. It's going to be um, uh, kind of a gaming, entertainment, upscale sports lounge. Oh, cool. Small plates and yeah. craft cocktails and just a really fun environment, and that'll come on board in March of 2023. Nice. It's funny you mentioned the staffing. We had breakfast in... Uh one of your restaurants, I can't remember the, the name. The Beeline Diner. Yes, it's great. But I couldn't believe the amount of staff you had, and it was fast, and got it when you wanted it, and, and that type of thing. Staffing is an issue in Canada for the hospitality sure. industry, and it seems like you've overcome that. We were very fortunate, and I, I keep going back to the Peabody days, um, because that was the foundation of the success of this hotel. Yeah. With the culture that they created within this property, that led to lots of longevity on our staff. And so when uh, COVID hit in 2020 and we were forced to make staffing changes, furloughs, layoffs, what have you, it was our intention to always bring as many people back as we possibly could. And we were fortunate that because of the tenure that Randy may have had with our property and their their love and devotion to this hotel. That's amazing. That many of these staff members waited for the phone call. It's not wow. that they didn't go out and find other side hustles. But they were still know, waiting, right? But they were waiting. Yeah. And, we, and, and I think because we quickly reopened the property, um, the associates didn't have to wait that long. Yeah. And so we, we really jumped the gun in getting our staffing back. And... And even pre-COVID, um, a hotel of this size, it, the occupancies ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. So um, to say that we're back to 2019 staffing levels, we're not there, but we probably don't need to be. We also learned some efficiencies yeah. that we yeah. have taken our staffing yeah. um, over the last two years. So I'm glad that you noticed uh, just the level of service. Yeah, it was amazing so there's the bee line and there's a few other places you can enjoy a meal here yes. too right fiorenzo is our yeah. nice italian steakhouse and yeah. has a beautiful menu um and we have the coconuts grill that i can see over the grotto <laughs> pool right now that's that's a, a fun um sit by the pool sit by the waterfall and have your um making a note of that your, to do your that later morning <laughs> snack or your afternoon cocktail and then, um, obviously, we're sitting in Rock's Lounge that 
This, in addition to, I mentioned Urban Tide um, going under a transformation over the next few months, Rock's Lobby Bar will actually um, be renovated as well. And this, as you can see, is just a great space for after meetings or after your um, afternoons at the theme park to yeah. have a cocktail and sit and relax and enjoy. Well, and you really do have to go down the corridors and explore because there's a lot of spaces that I didn't know that was there. Sure. <laughs> right? The, the property, I love. I love, first of all, the size of our footprint. But more importantly, it's the way it's laid out. Mm. So that if you're a leisure guest, you can be here and really partake in, you know, the pool and the spa. We have a beautiful spa with 24 treatment rooms um, that has a little private grotto area in and of itself. A 20,000 square foot fitness center as well. Yeah. Um, and so if you're that leisure guest, you never even have to walk past the Beeline Diner where I have 300,000 square feet of meeting space. Yeah. But if you're the meeting guest, that's where you're going to find yourself. And then after meetings, you're going to come over to the Rock's Lobby Bar, have a cocktail, and peer over the grotto pool and wish that you could spend time out there yeah, exactly, but you right. have to be in meetings. <laughs> but it really is the best of both worlds. Uh, anything that I might have missed in our chat here Just that you want to add? Just come see us. Anyone that's wanting to travel to Orlando, my name is Sherry Swan. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing here at the property. I would be happy to give you a great rate and deliver a great experience for you here at the Hyatt Regency Orlando. If you've got any questions about Hyatt Hotels in general, reach out to me. I'll be your expert. Well, our experience has been great so far too. So thank you, Sherry, for doing this. My Again, pleasure. you can check the website, Hyatt Regency Orlando.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. We took our show on the road to Orlando, Florida last week, and part of our visit included meeting up with the folks from Universal Orlando, where we chatted with Eric Marshall, Senior VP for North America Destination Sales, UniversalOrlando.com is their website. So here is that conversation now. Very nice to meet you, Eric. Thank you for doing this, taking the time. I know you guys are so busy here, uh, and it's got to be a busy time for uh, Universal Orlando. Or is there ever not a busy time? Put it that way. I, I think we're always pretty busy, but it is so exciting to be here and see all our trade partners and get to talk to folks like you. I mean, this is this is really the fun part of our job. That's good. Uh, what do I need? Like, I have, I've been to the Hollywood one, but I have not been to the Universal Parks here in Orlando. So what are some of the, the key differences? If someone's been to California and now they're going to visit this one, what are some of the differences that they might see? Well, this is this is our largest resort. So we, we have three parks here in yeah. Orlando and eight hotels, um, all on a pretty compressed campus. So, so it's a very convenient campus. Yeah. I think the big thing I would say is we have continued to build and develop this resort even through the pandemic so you know just in the last few years we've, we've opened Hagrid's we've opened Jurassic World's Velocicoaster we've expanded our hotel footprint we've actually since 2014 expanded the number of rooms we have on property by 275 percent we actually wow. have over 9,000 rooms on property now okay so lots of options for people to stay is 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 there a diff? Like, is there certain perks if you stay with the properties? On, yes. On site? Yeah. So, so our our three premium hotels 
come with actually Universal Express. Okay. Uh, and all the hotels come with early park admission. And so uh, staying on site is really the, the ideal way to experience our resort. So expand a bit on some of the new things. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a big area. Uh, it probably takes more than a day to go through. So, <laughs> so guide me along. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. So, so just really one year ago, we opened the Jurassic World Velocicoaster, yeah. um, which is now my favorite ride on property. Uh, it goes 70 miles an hour, 155 feet in the air, uh, you're, you're racing Velociraptors. It, it's just a very fun and intense experience that, that, that we have. One of the neat things is there was a lot of hype as we were opening it, and yet the reviews have been better than the hype. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I noticed the, the billboards and the signs of the, the Velociraptor ride. Uh, so is that one. Uh, anything else that's, that comes to mind? That's an Islands of Adventure, yeah. as, as well as Hagrid's Magical Creatures and Motorbike Adventure, which we opened uh, in 2019. That is, uh, that is our newest Wizarding World of Harry Potter ride in, in Orlando. Um, really kind of an incredible experience too. Seven launches, one reverse launch. Uh, really two different experiences too. It's okay. you're, you're either on the motorcycle or the sidecar. Yeah. Uh, we recommend people ride it twice. And then over in the studios, uh, we opened last year the Born Stuntacular, which I think is the best show that we've, we've ever done here. It's a great combination of effects, live action, technology, uh, really, really exciting attraction for us. You know what I've noticed? Uh and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Instead of having the physical area you need to do a, a full roller coaster or motion ride, now you can almost sit stationary and all the, the screens around you move and you get the same sensation. Is that how technology has changed over the de decades? I, I, I actually think that, that um, our guests want a combination, okay. right? They, yep. they're, they're, and, and what we have done is in a lot of the attractions uh, that move and move fast, we've integrated technology yeah. in a big way. Yeah. Uh, so technology has definitely changed the business, but, but we have a pretty wide array of experiences. Awesome. Um, so now let's just talk about uh, you know ticketing and uh, like you mentioned uh, mm -hmm. the uh, Express Pass. What does that get you versus a normal pass and what do you get with the VIP pass? Explain the different types of, yeah, so, of things that people can experience. So our normal ticket is good for admission. Uh, yeah. You experience all the attractions um, in whatever park you're ticketed for. Now we recommend multi-day tickets here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're really a multi-day, three-park destination. Um, but the express pass gets you into the express queues. It's going to get you on the rides faster. Yeah, yeah. And then the VIP tours, you're going to actually get a tour guide. And I think one of the one of the secrets in both Orlando and Hollywood that that people don't realize is how knowledgeable our tour guides are and what they do to sort of augment the experience. Uh, and you're right. You can't do this possibly in a day because we're sitting at a table yes. here that has a map. <laughs> it, it, it's really a three day experience or more. Yeah. What's new at Harry Potter these days? So the newest attraction, as I mentioned, is the Hagrid's yeah. Magical Creatures. Um, the, the entire, as, as you may know, here in Orlando, uh, Wizarding World extends across two parks. Okay. So we have Hogsmeade, and then we have Diagon Alley. Okay. And if you have a ticket that has park-to-park -park access, um, you can actually ride the Hogwarts Express okay. from one to the other, cool. uh, which is a really unique thing that we do here in Orlando. Uh, it is spread out so much. Uh, do you, 
is it easy access from one part to the other, or do you want to break it, it, it up? Like it, one day at this side, one day at this side. It, it's very easy access. Actually, I think one of the things that we have that, that not many places have is the ability to experience uh, if you want to do half a park one day and come across, it's very easy. Okay, good. Between Hogwarts Express and how compact our campus is, yeah. navigating our property, particularly if you're staying on site, is, is really, really convenient. And I'm assuming you have an app and everything like that. People can kind of time yes. their whole day yes. through. Like. Well, we, we definitely recommend downloading the app. But one thing I will tell you is we, we're very committed to let loose fun. And so... It does not require an enormous amount of planning okay. to have a great day at yeah. Universal. Because that does take a little bit of the fun out because you're stressed. We got to be here at this time, and we got to over there. It's like, yeah, and you're dealing with smaller children, yes. right? So you, you've uh, added that factor. As yeah, well. yeah. We try and we try and make it as easy as possible for our guests, and frankly, for our trade partners as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything I've missed, or whatever you want to add? Uh, I, first of all, I appreciate the uh, the time and the opportunity to do this. Uh, I, I think that the, the only thing I would add is that we're growing and we're going to continue to grow, and and it's just exciting to welcome our domestic and international visitors back. It's a really exciting time for us. We started this interview saying, is there ever not a busy time? Is there ever not a busy time to come when you don't have to have the crowds so much? Um, <laughs> You know, we I, I think we do a good job of providing a great experience no matter what Regardless. time of year it is. But it but it has definitely balanced out quite a bit over the years. Excellent. Uh, Eric Marshall is the senior VP North American Destination Sales for Universal Parks and Resorts. Universalparks.com is where you want to go to find out lots of information and I do appreciate your time doing this so much. Thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. it. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.